All right, you guys, I am currently struggling with a pinched nerve in my neck. And if you have ever had one, you know the pain. So I am feeling super thankful for today's sponsor, Tanasi. Tanasi's CBD, CBDA is two times better than CBD alone and better than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. It helps soothe and relieve my aches and pains like my pinched nerve, and it's great for sleep and anxiety, so I put it on right before bed. Tanasi was discovered by a team of chemists and biologists at Middle Tennessee State University, and 5% of all revenue is given back to the university partner for ongoing research. It is THC-free and comes in a range of products. I love the topicals, but you can also choose from soft gels, gummies, and tinctures. Satisfaction is guaranteed. Try Tanasi for 30 days, and if you don't love it, you get a full refund. Go to Tanasi.com and use code MOM to get 25% off at checkout. That's T-A-N-A-S-I.com to get 25% off your first order with promo code MOM. Since learning the truth about alcohol over four years ago, I've become pretty skeptical about anything that seems too good to be true. You know, like alcohol. If you're like me and you can spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away, congrats, you're a skeptic too. Ritual knows that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds our standards. I take Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus every morning because it has high-quality and traceable key ingredients in clean, bioavailable forms. It's gentle on an empty stomach and has a minty essence in every bottle that helps make taking my multis actually enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com forward slash sober mom. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash sober mom for 25% off. Hi, welcome to the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm your host, Suzanne of My Kind of Sweet and the Sober Mom Life on Instagram. If you are a mama who has questioned your relationship with alcohol at times, if you're wondering if maybe it's making motherhood harder, this is for you. I will be having candid, honest, funny conversations with other moms who have also thought, hmm, maybe motherhood is better without alcohol. Is it possible? We'll chat and we'll talk about all things sobriety and how we've found freedom in sobriety. I don't consider myself an alcoholic. You don't have to either. And maybe life is brighter without alcohol. I hope you will join us on this journey, and I'm so excited to get started. Well, welcome to the podcast. I have our resident therapist here with me today, my mom. Hi, mom. Hi, sweet girl. I'm happy to be here with you, as always. I'm so happy you're here on our last – this is our last recorded episode of the year. Next week will be a best of episode, so stay tuned for that. But we wanted to um, come on and talk about something that was a little bit controversial. I'm talking about a couple of episodes ago. I'm not going to – I'm not going to call anybody out by name. I'm not going to – direct you to the certain episode, but if you know what I'm talking about, then you know. If you know, you know. know. And yes, I got a lot of feedback on this episode, and I knew it was coming. 
I could feel it when I was interviewing this lady and she's lovely and, you know, I'm not here to bash anybody or to drag anybody. That's definitely not, that's never my goal. I I do think that I have some follow-up though and that it opens up a larger conversation that I think we need to have. And I guess since this is our last episode, I do just want to talk about, you know, what you're doing in examining your relationship with alcohol, like that's enough. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's a hell of a lot. I think that we lose sight of that a lot because of all of the noise and opinions and judgments and shame and just everything, you know, but I don't think we stop to recognize that what we're doing here, and I'm not talking about creating a podcast. I'm not talking about creating a business. I'm not talking about sharing your sobriety on social media. I'm not talking about any of that. Nothing external. No production, no creation, no doing, nothing. None of that. I'm just talking about the bold and terrifying and life-changing act of examining your relationship with alcohol. It's a lot. And life-changing is the right right phrase for it. It's the right description. Just the simple, not easy, simple act of deciding to eliminate alcohol from your life is monumental and life-changing. And not even even before the elimination, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. right? Maybe you're not even there yet. And so maybe it's not sobriety and you that word still feels weird. And maybe you're not even at that elimination part yet. Even just looking, shining a light on the mold. I always talk about that it's like mold in the basement when those experiences that we have and the shame and we just kind of stuff it down and we don't want to look at it. Even just the act of opening that door and saying, okay, like, I don't know what I'm going to find. I don't know how bad that it is down there. I don't know if I'm going to have to move. (laughs) I don't know, (laughs) you know, how big of an excavation this will be. Like, I just know that I want to start. I want to open the door and I want to get out a flashlight. Let's just see what we're working with here. Let's tell the truth about alcohol and the role that it's played in my life and in the experiences that I've had. What did it do? When did I invite it in? How did I use it to cope? All of those things that just like we just start with. I think that that, even just that, is huge. Mm-hmm. And if you are doing that, which if you're listening to the podcast, you're doing that. That's what we do here. Right. And so it, it doesn't mean, you know, you don't have to have a fancy journal or you don't have to do, you know, if, if you're just telling the truth finally about alcohol and the role it's played in your life, you're doing that. Right. And if you're just speaking it and being vulnerable, and courageous equal vulnerable, right? To yeah, just being yeah. able to to say I'm ready to stop or 
God, I just, something's just not working for me with drinking. And I'm finding this whole community that's open about it, willing to look at it, to talk about it, to say, yeah, me too, all of that. It is life-changing, no matter if you're at the point of I'm done and I've been done for a year or three years or whatever it is, or I'm just like dabbling and I'm I'm going to start really being honest about what this is. Right. And we're talking about this because of the interview that I had a few weeks ago. And it felt to me like I was just picturing some of the women that we have in our community listening to it and thinking like, you know, I've been working really hard to examine my relationship with alcohol and I'm I'm finding like, okay, slowly I'm finding freedom from it step by step. But I'm a mom, I'm a working mom. And yes, all moms are working, whether you work in the home or outside of the home. I'm just trying to have my feelings and learn how to cope with my feelings and then teach my kids how to do the same by doing that. And like, I'm not going to travel the world and I'm not going to create a business and I'm not going to start a podcast and I'm not going to do all of these things. And I think that in some circles, that is what is considered successful. And I just want to make it clear that in this circle, in the sober mom life circle, we don't care about that. I don't care how many stamps you have on your passport or how many followers you have. Or if you wrote a book. Or if you wrote a book. Or if – I don't care if you're creating anything. I don't care if you're starting I – don't care, I don't care if you're doing anything. Right. right. The only thing – And it's a really big fucking thing we care about here is that we're telling the truth and we're learning how to feel our feelings and we're learning how we feel and what we need. That's what mom and I always say. It all comes back to that. That's right. And that is more than enough. And that's why I started off that podcast saying if your legacy is that you allow your children to see a mom who has feelings, has real feelings, has big feelings, who can voice what she's feeling and then says what she needs and then shows her kids that she gives herself what she needs. She creates the boundaries so that she can get what she needs. And in that way, you are teaching your children that their feelings matter, how to even figure out what they're feeling, how to say what they need, figure out what what they need, and then give them that. That is huge. And I think that that's your legacy, whether or not you are writing a book or traveling the world, that will be my legacy. Mm-hmm. And showing that alcohol has no place in a full life, like that is our legacy. Right. And I think you f- feel tentative and cautious about calling this out because mm-hmm. we don't want to step on any grand plans. And there are people, women, who when they get sober, they are able to do far more than they ever thought they could. And we've seen that in our groups, right? Like there are mm-hmm. some women that are like, oh my gosh, I can start a business or do do things. And so there is that part. But it's so critical not to highlight that to the point of, and unless you're doing that, you really haven't arrived because there are millions of us 
who will not travel the world giving out this message, who will not write a book, who will not start multiple businesses. Most of us will not. And bravo. Right. And that's not for lack of hard work. No. Like that's that's not for lack of effort. That's for lack of resources. That's for systematic or issues. Or desire. Or desire. Yes. But also like even if you want to do that, there might be many systems in place that aren't going to allow you right. to do that. Right. But that just does not equal failure. Right. Like I just want to make sure that we really like zoom out on everything that we're doing and even living an alcohol-free life or on your way to living an alcohol-free life in a world that is obsessed with alcohol Mm -hmm. and then teaching your kids how to do that is enormous. Right. That's the legacy. Right. And it is beyond the fact that there are a lot of us who don't even want to do that, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's not like what's wrong with me that I'm I'm just – focusing on my family and myself, and should I make this a broader issue, and should I try to save the world? And if you aren't called to do that, you don't fucking do it, because we don't need everyone to do it. And I'd like to talk a little bit about the damage that is done by, you, you know, we are very positive about what we're learning, how we're changing the lives of our relationships and family and all of that. We are really excited about that and positive about that. But I think it's so important to still be real. And as you say, life keeps lifing. Because when I was listening to that podcast, I was thinking of a client I had years and years and years ago. And she started out drinking and using and smoking weed with her mom when she was a real young teenager. And I started seeing her when she was in her late 30s, early 40s. And she finally was getting clean and sober. You know, and I saw her during that period when she was really doing so well. And probably she'd gone nine months without using for the first time in her long period of of substance use. She said to me, I just don't know when life is going to get easy and great. Mm. She said, "I, I look at everybody that was not ever into this stuff and their life just looks so wonderful. And I just wonder, when is my life going to be wonderful like that? And she had health issues from her use. She had relationships issues from her use. She wasn't viably employed and she had to work on, on untangling all of the messes. And when she looked around, it's like, oh, well, things should be great now. Well, and the problem with us giving that message that all you got to do is get clean and sober and your life will be wonderful and you can do, save the, you can, whatever. That is a real risk for relapse. And that's what happened to her. She relapsed mm-hmm. because it's like, well, fuck, this isn't so great. I work mm-hmm. this hard and this is my life is so hard. It's still hard. So the message that we want to give, of course, is life will be better. It will be better, but it will still be life. And if you are struggling to make ends meet, to repair relationships, whatever, you don't have to write a book or start a business. And you don't have to just think you're doing it wrong if your life doesn't become super easy and super great. Because if we get the message that you're doing it wrong, unless that's the case, then we're doing a disservice to these women. Yes. 
100%. And that's, you know, I mean, not to, I got the sound in my head, not to uh, put an ad in here, but that is why I created this sober shit show mug. <laughs> because <laughs> yes. it is, you know, I don't, I didn't know if I wanted to bring this into it, but there's somewhere in between the message that was presented in the podcast a few weeks ago. And then there's another, you know, famous sobriety kind of author, influencer, who's on the other end of the spectrum in that, like, there is no freedom. Like, if you were addicted, there that you will never feel free. Mm-hmm. And that mindset can't get you to freedom. Right. In my mind, these are the two extremes <laughs> that you have just like kind of this toxic positivity on one end saying like, no, it's good. And if it's not good, you're just not doing it right. And just, you know, like good vibes only. And it's like, well, fuck that. Like that's not. It's not real. That's not real. But then on this end of the spectrum, and and I do think that this is the other extreme, that it's like, well, if you are addicted – you won't find freedom, that you will never truly be free. Why that doesn't sit well with me is because then we really do start to go backwards and to say, okay, so how, quote unquote, bad do I have to be then in order not to get freedom from this substance? Like, And then we're kind of – it's kind of a pissing contest of like, well, if you think your drinking was bad, mm-hmm. um, okay, well, if – I do feel free. And so I could tell you how bad my drinking was at one time. But still, that feels like that's the opposite of what I want to do. Right. And I don't want to have these blinders on and just say like, yeah, everything's all rosy and we're all good um, now that I'm not drinking. But I also am never going to say that I don't feel free. Right. I'm suffering every single day not to drink. Right. That's not the message we're giving at all. Right. Because that's the message that's already been out there. And and this is all so important that it just is you find where you you belong, Mm -hmm. right? And you just find it. And so if something like rubs you the wrong way, if, if you're not landing in a spot that feels good for you, I know for me... That did keep me drinking because I just wasn't hearing something that would motivate me to not drink. And it was really just AA, right? Mm -hmm. And I just would keep hearing the AA message. Then I was like, well, okay, well, if that's my choice, I'm definitely not going that way. And, you know, I say this on Instagram a lot. And I I had to kind of call out some some ass hats. (laughs) You had something this week. It's just this idea, I cannot stand it, that if your eyes take in content, then it must be for you. (laughs) We don't do that with anything else. We don't don't do that with a a book. You know, if I pick up – if I see a title of a book in a bookstore and I don't like that and I'm not interested in it, it's not for me, I'm not writing the author and saying, well, how (laughs) dare you (laughs) write write this this book? (laughs) I do not agree with this book, right? Uh, You're just not doing that with any other content (laughs) except for Instagram. When we're scrolling, you see a post that, you know, you don't agree with, that doesn't resonate with you then it's none of your fucking business. Right. Move on. Then it's not for you. 
you don't need to tell me it's not for you. Just move on. You don't need to tell me you don't agree, right? And so with both of these extremes, and maybe hopefully I fall somewhere in the middle, if neither of those extremes feel good to you, that doesn't mean that alcohol is the answer. Right. It doesn't mean that drinking is the answer. Right. Well, if I am not this over here, the toxic positivity, and I don't want to always be suffering and never find freedom. So that must mean that I'm my drinking can continue. Yeah. Or that there's no place for me. Right. And that's just right. That's kind of what I'm what I'm here to say is that like, no, 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 just throw those out then. Yeah. If those don't feel good to you, throw them out and then Let's just start telling the truth about alcohol. Well, and I, I was thinking that that idea that if if you're trying to fit yourself in a slot that doesn't fit, whether it's the the toxic positivity that you've got to save the world, or if it's that you're going to be miserable all your life, but you're going to white knuckle not drink. If you're trying to fit yourself in that one of those categories, that is more of the same of what we always talk about is listening to yourself. When we take alcohol out, we can listen to ourselves and we can say, okay, where are my people? And we've talked in the groups uh, recently about if you're in a room where the, these are not your people, then move to another room. Right. And that's what Hillary Phelps said when yes. when I was talking to her. And if you guys have not listened That's to that a great one. episode, yes, listen to that. She's one of my favorites. And she said, like, I just realized I was in the wrong room. And I think that rather than realizing that, I think a lot of the times we just think, oh, well, okay, there's nothing to see then with my drinking. It's just I'm alone in this. I'm continuing to feel shame about my drinking, but I'm not, I don't dare say it. Right. And I just have to continue to try to drink in a more orderly fashion (laughs) without feeling shame. Right. Right. And that, yeah, that's not the answer. And it, it can be a continuation of our childhood, if we want to get into some psychology of it, like, well, if I'm not fitting in here, must be something's wrong with me. So I'll try over here. I don't fit here either. Something's wrong with me. It must be me. Instead of saying, neither of these systems is good for me. Here's where I have to pay attention to what feeds me, what makes me feel whole, connected. Yeah. Yeah. Understood. Understood. Yes, that is what everyone. And if the and if the lighting the world on fire and you know building towers, if that's your deal, then we support that and we yeah. applaud it. But if you are feeling like unless you do that, it doesn't count, then that's the wrong message. Yeah, and I guess that's I guess that's why I wanted to kind of do a follow-up on it and touch on it because I never, ever want someone to listen to this podcast and think that they're, you know, not doing it quote-unquote right or that they don't qualify or something's wrong with them. Mm-hmm. And it's it's an important distinction. It's not even if you're not doing that stuff but also you might not even want to do that stuff or be drawn to do that stuff or to or have it in your heart to do anything like that. And that idea that I want to be my best self. No, I hate that so much. I know. It's I want to be my authentic self. 
That's yes. what I want to be. I want to be vulnerable and real, and I don't want to push. Yes, I want to be myself. I just yes. want to be myself because if we start drinking in high school, in college, when our little brains are still doing their thing and developmentally we're not all formed and all of that stuff, we don't even know who that is. Yes. And so yes. like best self, I don't even know. What? No, I just want to be myself. Yes, like I just want exactly. to be able to count on myself. I want to be able to know how I feel. I, I'm not always going to choose the healthiest way to cope with feelings, right? right? Like even in sobriety, like none of this good vibes only best self bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perfection is just not the goal. And in fact, it's really detrimental. And as you know, I'm a recovering perfectionist and it took yeah. five years of therapy to really recognize how damaging trying to be a perfectionist or being a perfectionist is. It's just because you're either perfect trying or you're to, I like shit. Trying to be a perfectionist. <laughs> well, that's what it is, right? I know. Yeah. I'm trying so hard <laughs> to be per perfectionistic. Like, are you a perfectionist? Oh, <laughs> not <trying>. yet. <laughs> God, I wish. <laughs> right? Right. Yeah, you're either perfect or you're shit. And I just think that's right. a real bad choice. Yeah. So if you don't know where you belong, uh, you probably belong here. <laughs> yeah, you you belong with the rest of us. Yeah, um, I wanted to to say that quote from Cahil Gibran, mm -hmm. the the one from the Prophet. It is even those who limp go not backwards. Yeah, it's just one of my favorite quotes because we are limping along, right? But we're still going forward, and some of us might be more sprinters, and some of us are more marathoners, and some of us are limping. It's all okay. It's all yes. okay. What's not okay is if we feel compelled to try to please someone else with our with our journey. And that's what this provides is just pay attention to yourself. Right. Go at your own pace. Do your and own what's thing. not okay is to think, well, I should. Mm -hmm. Or not to think that, but to be made to think that. I mean, and that's what I never want that message here, to be made to think oh, I'm not where I should be, or I should be doing it like this, or I should feel like this, or I should have my shit together. You guys, if you ever want to think, <laughs> just come, I mean, Do just come and- shit is not together? Yeah. <laughs> if you ever want to see a sober a shit show. <laughs> right. right. And it can feel like, I mean, I have days, and I talk about this a lot, like when I get sick, which, knock on wood, I haven't gotten sick in a long time which I don't, it's coming for me. Now yeah. it's a heat seeking missile. But when I get sick, I feel like, ugh, what do you want from me, body? I stopped drinking. I'm working out. I try to get enough sleep. I'm drinking fucking lemon water before I drink my coffee. Do you know how hard that is for me? I'm doing that for you. And this is what you do. You know, like yeah. I for sure get in just the life stuff where you're like, man, this is just hard sometimes, and it just is. Yes, and I think confusion is often part of the whole process too, and the trying to figure it out. And you know, and that's what's so wonderful about our groups is when we talk about, you know, I I want to quit, or I think I want to quit, and I'm not sure, and I don't know how to 
do it and I don't know how to talk about it. And I don't know all of that. It's really glorious. It really is. And we're all in the room and we're all nodding. And it's like, I have been there or, you know, someone else has been there and we're farther along or Or I'm there with you too. And I'm so glad you said this because I was afraid to say it because I thought everyone else had it all figured out. And I thought (laughs) you guys all had like five years of sobriety under your belt. And now here, wait a second, you're still, you're still in this part too. And like trying to figure stuff out and I'm not alone and I'm feeling those feelings too. Yes, yes. Or it occurs to me too that so if if you've got five years of sobriety and you're in the group and you're still, you know, wondering how to talk to other people or whatever the, the consternation is, that's okay too. I've yeah. had a lot of sobriety behind me and I'm still not writing a book. Okay, fine. Come yeah. here and we'll give you a hug, a virtual yes. hug. It's yes. fine. Yes. It's so fine. You don't and you don't have to change the world. You are changing your world. You are changing your world in your home simply by choosing a life without alcohol. Like it is revolutionary for your world and your kids' world and I mean if that's not good enough, like what is? Yes. And I was just thinking too, it's it's attractive to our circle of influence, right? So if mm-hmm. we are being vulnerable, being real, being sober, being able to talk about it, it's a way to attract other people to recognize how good this is. Right. If we are, you know, lighting the world on fire and it's not relatable often. Right. 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 And yeah. so what we want to do is we want to relate and we want to be part of a, a movement, which I think we are. Yeah, I think so too. Feels good. Yeah. And don't judge your insides by other people's outsides. We don't know what's going on with other people. And you often talk about how Instagram is so curated and, you know, everything looks so lovely. Or even if you have people that you're close to, but not real intimate with, they could look pretty damn put together. I mean, if there's one thing that I've learned talking to however many women I've talked to over the course of this podcast, it is that we have no idea what is going on, not only in somebody's life, but specifically someone's relationship with alcohol. Mm -hmm. We have no idea because almost every woman who comes on here says Mm -hmm. no one knew. No one knew how I was drinking. No one knew how I felt about my drinking. No one knew I was filled with such shame. No one knew about the 3 a.m. wake-ups. No one knew. Like even my husband didn't know, right? Even my mom didn't know. Like all of these things, like no one knows. And so that we have to extrapolate into if no one knows, we don't know what anyone else is going through, especially when it comes to alcohol. And that is the beauty of these groups. Yeah. Because as soon as you are brave enough to speak it, then you can see how many people say, me too. Yes. And there is nothing more connecting and fortifying and edifying than to have you say the scary thing Mm-hmm. And then have other women say, yeah, I was right there with you, man. I understand. Yes. I was thinking if I was going to say my fire, my roof on fire thing. Yeah, that's a perfect time for that quote. It's Baba Sheik Farid. I thought I was alone who suffered. That's what it's called. I thought I was alone who suffered. I went on top of the house and found every house on fire. 
Yes. Yes. I, that is, that just sums up perfectly everything that I've learned from talking to so many women about their relationship with alcohol. We all think we're the only ones because we have been taught to be quiet. We have been taught not to look at it, not to examine it, not to talk about it. And that has just kept us so ashamed and sick and alone. Yeah. And like, we don't have to do that anymore. Right. Right. We don't have to pretend. And we don't have to pretend in sobriety that it's all rainbows and unicorns. And we don't have to pretend that we have it figured out. And we also don't have to assume that we will be suffering forever. And we will never feel free. We just don't have to do either of those things. Yeah. And we can, you know, the abundant life, the abundant sober life and the rich and Mm -hmm. which is not about traveling the world necessarily, not about starting a business. It's about having wonderful relationships, about sleeping well, about waking up, not feeling ashamed. Maybe it's about just like, you know, remembering the book you read to your kid last night. Like that's huge. Right. Maybe it's about being able to get up if your kid's sick in the middle of the night and they can wake you up easily. That's huge. Yeah. All of those things. Mom, thanks for this conversation. I think that, you know, it was a a little clunky because I I didn't know how to – I just don't want to call anybody out. I don't want to take anybody down. It was hard for me to decide if I was going to do this because I don't want it to feel like a takedown. I just didn't want it to be negative. But more than that, I realized that I didn't want someone to listen to that episode and feel like they were doing it wrong. Yeah. That will always take precedence over anything else. Yes. And bravo for what you're doing. And I even think it's important that you struggled with how to address this because it says a lot that you don't want to just, you know, bash anything. You just want to be clear about what what your work is here and what you're trying yeah. to provide for women and how you're helping women. And you certainly are. So I'm proud of you, sweet girl. Thank you. And if you like this, you know, we, we, mom and I do this all week long in our, in our meetings and on the Sober Mom Life Cafe. We have meetings all throughout the week. Mom has her own meeting. <laughs> Every day there's something. Okay. Thanks, mom. Thank you, sweet girl. Love you. Love you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Sober Mom Life. If you loved it, please rate and review it wherever you listen. Five stars is amazing. Also, follow me on Instagram at The Sober Mom Life. Okay, I'll see you next week. I'm going to go reheat my coffee. Bye. And don't judge your insides. (laughs) I was going to say outsides. Damn it. (laughs) And don't forget, don't judge your outsides by someone else's insides. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! Take two. (laughs) Don't judge their insides by your outside. (laughs) Don't judge. Just go outside and quit judging. (laughs) Outside. Don't judge your insides by other people's outsides. There you go. There you go. (laughs) That's easy for you to say. Yes. (laughs) Right. Like don't – yeah. What she said. (laughs)
<laughs> oh, hey, it's Erin. And I'm Michaela, and we're the hosts of the Two Sober Girls podcast, and we are on a mission to spill the wild truth about sobriety. Forget the rosé all day cliche. Sobriety is flipping amazing. Absolutely. It's not just about quitting the drink. It's a gift you give yourself and your loved ones. So what are you waiting for? Break up with that old toxic relationship with alcohol and let us show you the possibilities. And here's the thing. Everything your precious heart desires becomes way easier without the influence of alcohol. We're not just two sober girls. We're also wellness coaches. We're here to show you how to optimize health, lifestyle, and beauty, feel sexy and alive as F. So stay tuned because we're rolling out new episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts and trust us. They have your name written all over them. We can't wait to share the magic of sobriety and wellness with you. Subscribe to Two Sober Girls Podcast today and come follow us on Instagram for behind the scenes action and send us a DM. We can't wait to meet you.